0: Alright guys, another episode of From the Coach's Desk. I'm Jake. This is Jordan. Um, we've been put, putting these on YouTube now for a few months and now we're transitioning over to some podcast platforms as well. So obviously anytime that we put out this content, we'd always love if you guys shared it, liked it, do all those things I guess that you're supposed to do to make these things become more popular and get the word out there and get some good information in some of your friends, co-workers, and family's hands in regards to training. I think this, this whole idea of from the coach's desk is just to give you guys some of our insights over the past 12 years of coaching professionally and try to clarify or clear up some big misconceptions that you see. I I think that the the fitness industry probably has more misconceptions, more BS out there than probably almost any other industry. Yeah,
1: the BS is marketable. Uh, A lot of the true stuff Mm -hmm. isn't really because it doesn't it's, it's not very attractive. Like you have to work really long and hard and there are no shortcuts. It's
0: just not, you know, it's not very marketable. And it's it's something that everyone wants. Everyone wants yep. to be leaner. Everyone wants to be more fit, stronger. I don't think there's many people out there who say, hey, I want to get weaker and fatter. Okay?
1: Yeah, or I want to spin my wheels for three years in the gym and get nowhere. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so let's, let's talk about this first one. And um, this first topic that we're going to discuss today is conditional progressions. Uh, Now, progressions is something that we've discussed before uh, on From the Coach's Desk. And uh, conditional progressions is a type of progression um, that basically allows you to measure uh, and set a criteria for yourself to move on. All right, so Jake, can you
0: just give us a quick overview or a review of progression? The idea of progression is uh, essentially what's going to happen is you're going (coughs) to repeat some type of bout we usually uh, have progressions that are blended over micro cycles. so a very easy one would be um, hey let's go run for 20 minutes on Monday and 20 minutes on Thursday uh, next week we may go run for 21 or 22 minutes on Monday and Thursday and then the next week 23 or 24 so that would be a very simple uh, example of a progression in volume same thing could be said for bench press right we're gonna go um, five by eight then five by nine, then five by 10, or or something as simple as add rounds. So the idea of progression is just to make things harder to continue to push your body to want to create adaptations and build fitness. Yeah, and an important part of that, um, as Jake explained,
1: is to be gradual, all right? It's not trying to improve everything at once. It's not trying to go really, really fast, but it's gradual over time because your body has to have time to adapt. Well, um, one one type of progression is a conditional progression okay and i want to give you guys a example of a a conditional progression and then we can use that example to discuss uh, why you would want to use them um, some of the advantages of using a conditional
0: progression so real quick uh, the one we're talking about today conditional is different than what the most standard type of progression which would be like a linear progression that was the example i gave earlier yes it's like hey we got a group of like let's just say 20 high school football players Today, we're at 75%. Next time, 77.5%. Next time, 80%. is forcing everyone to move at the same rate, all right? And what a conditional progression does, what Jordan's about to explain, is accounts for those who are not ready to move forward or not yep. ready to progress. So the, prog- the progression
1: example that I'm going to use is what we uh, call our 2 plus 2 rule, all right? And the 2 plus 2 rule uh, states that you will add two reps to your last two rounds, two plus two, all right? Two rounds plus two reps. And uh, the way that this works in the gym is for example, let's say that we were doing bench press and let's say that we were, we had four working rounds of bench press. So for the first two working rounds, you're gonna work at whatever your base volume is. Let's say that it's eight reps and you have a certain loading that you need to be at. If you're at that loading for those uh, first two working rounds then on the last two working rounds you add two reps so if you were working at 8 then you would add two uh, reps to the last two rounds so you go to 10 and you would work at that same loading that you were before so your four working rounds by reps would look like this 8 8 10 10 all at the same prescribed loading or the same uh, loading that we uh, would prescribe or that your program would prescribe for you if you achieve that without hitting any sort of uh, technical breakdown or um, or muscle failure then the next time you do bench press then what you're going to do is add one rep to all of your rounds so you would go from a base volume of eight now to nine reps so the next time you do bench press then uh, your working rounds are going to be nine 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 And of course, if you're ready to progress at that point, then you would add 2 and be 11, 11. And you're going to continue through this working up in your volume until you get to the top of the volume range prescribed. Uh, And then whenever you meet that criteria, then you'll go back to your base volume of 8s, but you'll add loading. So the 2 plus 2 rule allows you to progress your volume and then to progress your intensity after you've met a certain criteria of volume. Okay, Um, and so what does this conditional progression allow you to do? What are the advantages of something like this? Now this isn't the only conditional progression. This is just an example so we can talk about the concepts underneath it. First of all, it sets a standard before you move forward. This is a check to make sure that your progression is gradual, that you're not going too fast through the progression, which if you're progressing too fast, then you are putting yourself at risk of, of injury. Uh, and so by having a condition that you have to meet, you're putting necessary steps in the progression to keep you gradual. All right. And by setting the standard as well, uh, we're just we're making sure that everybody understands what needs to be accomplished before they can move forward. OK. Um, the second thing that it uh, allows you to do is apply these conditions in different uh, types of training. A Two plus two is is, of course, an example that can be used to progress volume, but you can manipulate it to progress intensity as well. Uh, And so it doesn't have to be this condition, this rule, doesn't necessarily just have to apply to this one specific thing. You can see and you could kind of uh, have some thought experiments about how this uh, condition, this rule, could be applied in different ways to train. Third, and this is really the most important advantage to using conditional programming uh, progressions, and this is what Jake was uh, alluding to earlier, it individualizes the rate of progression, all right? Because if you have two athletes training next to one another, they are not going to adapt at the exact same rate. If there is a rule in place that allows them to progress at their own individual rate, then they're going to optimize their training by being able to progress at a pace that is appropriate for them and not just for the other person. This is what sets conditional progressions apart from strict linear progressions.
0: And this is extremely important because especially in a group setting, for example, our gym, almost 300 athletes train here. We have some people who've only trained consistently for six months. And some who have trained consistently for 20 something years so what happens is not only you know in theory people could have different rates of adaptation you have very different levels of experience mm-hmm. and new athletes always progress faster all right so a new athlete might be a hammering through these progressions very quickly and needs to because their body is adapting and their fitness is so low they're really close to the floor on the other side of things you may have a really experienced strong athlete he's already very close to the ceiling and he's not gonna be able to progress. Like his room for improvement is so small. He's yep. gonna be very happy with a 10 pound improvement while the new athlete, he might go up 50 or 60 pounds in the back squat. Yep. So it allows you to basically, this is really, really important um, in group settings. And yep. when you have you know, a team training together, um, some athletes are hesitant, they'll test really low on barbell yes. days because they're scared, females sometimes are scared to get under a heavy new load. So they'll really, really hold back on the initial test day And then as they move through the program, they're not actually being challenged. They're not training at the correct intensity because they tested, not to use the word half-assed, but kind of half-assed tested. I mean, we're coaches and experienced. We're beat up. Sometimes we half-assed test. They they were far below their actual ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this allows them now, if they did test poorly or they were hesitant, to now move up through the progressions quicker and allow them to get to the correct training intensity so they're actually getting the most out of the program.
1: Yeah. And then the last, I think, a good example, just to help – athletes understand or people out there to understand how well, how good conditional progressions are mm-hmm. at differentiating. If you're a multidiscipline athlete, then uh, training in the gym may be a pretty low priority to you. And so, uh, but you still need to be able to progress. You still need to get into the gym and do some cross training uh, to keep yourself sharp uh, and in, in an efficient way. Well, I mean if you had like hard training days on the road or whatever, if you're a runner, whatever it may be, you may not feel, outstanding in the gym and so having a conditional uh progression is going to allow you to be like okay well i'm not there yet or hey i feel pretty good today i'm ready for this progression and so just just another example of how this can be so beneficial to many different types uh, of athletes Conditional progressions are something that we have moved to um, largely in here. Uh, of course, it does put a little bit of onus on the athlete to understand how this progression must be applied, but once it is understood,
0: it is extremely easy to execute. Yep, and you can do it on both sides, both the metabolic side and the muscular side. We use it primarily right now on the muscular side, but you could have a conditional progression with tempo work where, let's just say, prescribe tempo 15 minutes, and it's like, hey, if you want to progress to maybe... 16 or 17, then you have to do this, right? Maybe your last lap has to be at this speed. Maybe you have to add 30 extra seconds. So this is basically just a a structure that allows you to move forward if and when you're ready.